Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and today I'm previewing the offense of the Detroit Lions' first-round opponent in the playoffs, the Los Angeles Rams. So, we're here. It happened. Uh, the Detroit Lions take on the Los Angeles Rams in the wildcard round of playoffs. Uh, this offense is the brainchild of Sean McVay. If you've watched the league for more than a minute, you know all about Sean McVay, so I'm not going to spend seven or eight minutes going into his life and history. Uh, college QB, not tall enough. Ended up on the Washington coaching staff with the Shanahans. Stuck with that team to be Jay Gruden's eventual offensive coordinator. Took over the Rams in Goff's second season. A string of Pro Bowls and playoff wins ensued with that partnership. They got to the Super Bowl and Bill Belichick took apart their happy little world. And the reason I am not going into the history all that much is because at that point, everything McVay had shown the world and what he'd been doing with Jared Goff as his quarterback was made null and void. None of it really mattered. The barest bones of a zone-based running scheme and West Coast offense remain with a lot of pre-snap motion. But everything that happened before that Super Bowl stopped mattering immediately. Uh but other coaches are not Belichick, so the Rams' offense was still effective the majority of the time for the two years that Jared Goff was still was there. But it became much less good against good teams that were able to kind of emulate what the Patriots did or approximate it within their own defensive systems. Uh, as Lions fans, we know what Sean McVay's eventual answer to this problem was. The Rams traded a boatload of picks to bring Matthew Stafford in. Uh, rather than Jared Goff and shipped Jared Goff off to Detroit. Uh, I've said this entire time after watching the two seasons of football prior to that trade, very closely after the trade was done, that I think Sean McVay kind of lost the plot in a way that a lot of coaches do. Uh, he was seeing the perfect solution, not the perfect solution for the players on his team. As Lions fans saw what that looks like when the coaches are asking the entire roster to do things that they can't do is the Matt Patricia era in Detroit. Now, McVay was asking one guy to do things he was bad at, and you'll notice the Lions aren't running a lot of boots off of play action with Jared Goff, which was it felt like half of the Rams offense in the last two years Jared Goff was there. Like, you're not wrong that he couldn't do the things Sean McVay wanted to do, uh, but he was still wrong in trying to get Jared Goff to do them. Um, I'm going to say some things right now that a lot of people probably won't like very much, but they're just numbers. They can't hurt you. Since that trade, one of these quarterbacks has 68 touchdowns, 27 interceptions, 12,258 yards, and 7.2 yards per attempt, and has taken 88 sacks. The other 
has 75 touchdowns and 36 interceptions with 10,938 yards for 7.6 yards per attempt and has taken 89 sacks. One of those quarterbacks went to a team that has turned over 90% of its terrible roster since the trade in a rebuild. Uh, the other went to one that was primed to win a Super Bowl. One quarterback has thrown two wide receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown, Cully Raymond, and Josh Reynolds, and the other has thrown two wide receivers like Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, and Puka Nakua. Now, did Matthew Stafford take the Rams' offense to a new level? Absolutely, 100%. Matthew Stafford can do things Jared Goff can not do. And the first key to this game for the Lions' defense involves that. With Matthew Stafford, there is never one square inch of the field that is safe on a passing play. Stafford's arm is something Lions fans are intimately familiar with. I don't need to tell you guys about this. We saw it for a decade. Like we scoffed when the football world marveled at all of the amazing things Patrick Holmes was doing to revolutionize the quarterback position because we had been watching Matthew Stafford do those things in obscurity for years. He's a quarterback who could probably hit a 50-yard pass underhand if that was the only way to get the ball out. <laughs> and, and that's what makes Sean McVay's perfect solutions work when they do. Like, when it does work, Stafford can hit the throw. Whatever it is, whatever else is happening, Stafford is capable of making every pass that there is. The Lions back end can never let up, never let off, as players sometimes do. Like, Stafford's rolling right, follow your guy down the left sideline. Yes, even 50 or more yards down the field, it does not matter, Stafford can get the ball there. You play your coverage to the whistle because Stafford isn't going to tuck it and run 15 times a game at 35 years old unless he's decided this is the last run and F his body up. And he's a guy who, if he decided that this was it, he would do that. Uh, <laughs> but the Rams rushing attack, like it is revitalized compared to last year, but it, it's kind of like it's a league average rushing attack. That's it's not the thing to be afraid of. Like let the front four handle the rushing attack. Let the linebackers help if that's required. The secondary needs to be in coverage at all times, every second. Uh, like At this moment, they have probably the most dangerous passing game in the NFL. Cover everything. And that kind of brings me to the second key, because Matthew Stafford, while he can make every throw, is far from a perfect quarterback. He makes mistakes. And he makes those mistakes generally when he is getting hit. So get your guys who can hit him on the field. Like, this is going to be a rough day for the Lions defense if they can't free up Aiden Hutchinson from a series of... I think we can assume he's going to get double and triple teamed pretty much all day in this game. Sean McVay knows where the danger is. So John Kaminsky, Josh Pascal, they need to clear out linemen on stunts and twists as well as they ever have, and both of those players are quite good at that. Uh, if this is the week that James Houston comes back, that's another guy pressuring from the other side, which changes the math. But the Lions need to welcome Stafford back to Detroit with hugs. Extremely violent hugs within the rules of the game. 
Matthew Stafford has thrown 30 pick sixes in his career. And this year, the Rams have done a good job of keeping him out of situations where he has to play hero ball. Only 11% of his passes have come from third and seven or longer. In fact, Stafford's worst down this year has been first and 10. More than half of his interceptions all the season have come on first and 10 passes. The Lions need to step outside their tendencies a little bit this week. Uh, Aaron Glenn needs to channel his inner Jim Schwartz. And what I mean by that is that the Lions need to stop the run on the way to the quarterback every down of this game. They do need to stop the run. Like the Rams are a league average level rushing attack. So if you just ignore the run, they are capable of beating you that way. Sean McVay just doesn't want to. Every time the Rams run the ball is a win for the Detroit Lions. If Matthew Stafford is clean in pockets on first down after play action fakes, though, the Lions are not going to win this game. Like Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are both more than capable of finding holes in zones and beating the Lions corners in man coverage if they're left one-on-one. Like the Lions have a group of DBs that can make an errant throw go the other way, and that needs to pay dividends this weekend. Like They invested heavily in changing the secondary to one full of ball hawks over the last two years. They drafted Kirby Joseph. They drafted Brian Branch. They signed Cam Sutton and CJ Gardner-Johnson, all based on the fact that prior to joining the Lions, these were players who showed the ability to get their hands on the football. So that's key too. Pressure the passer on early downs, not just third and long with a NASCAR package. Make him make mistakes. Take advantage of those mistakes. Like is their third key? Sure. Uh... The Rams use a lot of pre-snap motion. The Lions have been extremely susceptible at times this year to telling the offense what their coverage is going to be based on their reaction to pre-snap motion. There needs to be a plan to obfuscate what the coverage is when the Rams motion their slot receiver from one side to the other. I've seen teams use motion this year to get a wide receiver covered by Alex Anzalone in a nickel defense. AG needs to be less predictable, at least less transparent than he has been at times throughout the season. And the Lions have a lot of guys who can make that happen. Why was Brian Branch playing free safety at times during the year rather than his normal nickel spot? Well, partially due to injuries across the secondary, but also so that if pre-snap motion during the playoffs makes him the free safety in too deep zone... He's going to get there and be comfortable because he's done that before here. Like the Lions are a ludicrously young defense. So showing basically, you know, dropping their pants for the other team pre-snap is kind of going to come with the territory here. Like, and then that's the reason Aaron Glenn keeps getting mentioned as a good coordinator, despite the fact that the Lions defensive struggles have been real and consistent is is that he's starting a defense that's half rookies every year and the second year guys i guess it's it's half rookies half second year guys pretty much all the time like if emelifonu has a year and a half at safety curry has three including college like these guys are in the stage of their career where they're getting better every down and, and they do make mistakes. But like CJ Garner Johnson has never been more important than he is in this game, not just for his own responsibility, but for getting everybody else to theirs. 
He said it. He didn't rush back from a torn pectoral muscle to be part of a rotation. He's the veteran who needs to hold the back seven of this defense on his shoulders. He's the ball hawk on the back end who needs to capitalize when Matthew Stafford makes those mistakes under pressure. So there are your keys to beating the Rams. Offense, that is. Stop the run without dedicating resources to stopping the run. Cover the entire field from snap to whistle. Don't let them expose your coverages with pre-snap motion. Pressure Stafford on early downs to force mistakes. And when those mistakes come, you have to take the gift he's offered because the Rams are going to score points. Every time you can hand the offense an extra possession, you need to. Tomorrow, we'll be looking at the Rams' defense and going over their pressure points. Uh, it'll probably just be me finding different ways to say handle Aaron Donald for 15 minutes, but tune in anyway to see how many different ways I can say handle Aaron Donald in a 15-minute period. See you tomorrow. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes. You've had enough of that shit.